five, four, three, two, one. There was an idea, a podcast called The Jenny Position. The idea was to combine a remarkable host with relatable pop culture topics and see if they could become something more. See if they could work together to make the show that the world needs. This is The Jenny Position with your host, Jennifer Smith. Jenny Position Live episode. My name is Jenny, and this is my uh, special 420 episode of my podcast. Um, podcast, if you will, because uh, today's a very special day, and um, we'll be talking a little bit about that. I'm hoping to have my special guest co-host tonight log in very soon. Um, until then, I'm just going to vamp about what we're going to talk about tonight. I thought that, um, I feel like I'm pretty, um, my listeners know me pretty well, and uh, I've been like fairly open about a lot of things, but something that I don't super talk about a lot is my, um, I guess, past with marijuana, um, with drug use. So let's let's just be real. It's a 420 episode, and it's me. So you never know what I'm gonna say. Um, I think my guest co-host is gonna be joining me shortly. He can call me anytime he wants to. And um, so uh, I have a couple stories about um, my youth. And since I've been a user of this product for many, many years, um, here comes my guest co-host, Mr. Mr. Nate Milton. What's going on, Jennifer Smith? How you doing, Nate? I'm good. I'm good. You sound like you're about to do a testimonial. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to break it down. Um, I, I stand by this product. Real. Yes, I stand by it. Uh, this is my multi-level marketing uh, speech <laughs> for drug use. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Just had a uh, full disclosure because we want to be transparent mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. the audience. Just had a Nice, lovely CBD coffee about 15 minutes ago, starting to right. kick in. So I've, I've got like the energy, but I've also got like the the chill of the, mm-hmm. the CBD. So I think I'm going to be in a good place here. Well, so I have questions automatically about your CBD use. And is that the only thing that you use? Or do you use other um, parts of the plant? Are you a flower user <laughs> at all? Um, in the vernacular of potheads mm. now, I used to be. I, I definitely uh, I had a season, uh, but I think I want to say about two years ago was probably the last time uh, I, me me and Mary hung out. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's because you know she you know how you know how these vexing white women be Jennifer Smith like I she do. just yes made yeah. me made me too anxious made me too paranoid so I had to I had to, uh-huh. I had to put it down. That is an unfortunate side effect for a lot of people. It's the paranoia, and I feel that at times. But um, I find that the um, the canceling out of anxiety 
is worth mm. a, an edge of paranoia for the most part. Well, and, and I, like I've, I've only been using CBD for like a year now. So, and, and like mm. uh, I got a guy at work that uh, still partakes and he's like, you know, if you cut it with the CBD, like the anxiety is lessened, the paranoia is lessened. So, you know, right. I might have to try that out. So what do you feel is the pros and cons of CBDs? Like, you don't get the high, obviously. What are the benefits? Yeah. Oh, well, now it's time for my now it's time for my portion of the uh, MLL, MLM presentation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, Jennifer. Uh, how's everybody How doing tonight? Opportunity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hope everybody's enjoyed the uh, butter cookies and, and fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks. Yes. Uh, but now for me, it's, it's a couple things. Number one, it helps me sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, like the biggest thing is uh, it helps with my anxiety and my stress. Because this is something like I I didn't uh, have, or at least I wasn't cognizant of uh, until like the last two or three years. And so like it got really bad about a year ago, my stress. And uh, I had a doctor who's actually like, you know, he's like a a new age doctor, I guess, because he's like younger than me. And it's the first time in my life, Jennifer, where my doctor's ever been younger than me. So it's like I've reached that threshold. <laughs> so my, oh, Lord. My, like my doctor is like this 25-year-old, 28-year-old kid. And it's like, what the hell, Doogie Howe's over here. Uh, and he's like, uh, you know, have you tried CBD? And I'm like looking at him first of all, I'm like, I I know you were supposed to say all that, Doc. Like, <laughs> can't you get in trouble? Is this some type of setup? Like, was I've he been a homeopathic doctor? Did he go to an, <laughs> a homeopathic school? Or well, here's the thing. I mean, and I didn't want I didn't want to get into stereotypes this early, Jennifer Smith. Well, I mean, it's pertinent but, to the information you're giving me. But my doctor and I, I love my doctor. Like, he's a, he's a really cool uh, cat. Like, he's an Asian brother, and I think maybe he has, you know more open views on medicine and, and, and various mm-hmm. techniques than somebody that's more Western. Uh, well, I think, I think he came what from What a Japan. stereotype. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if I was missing man, I would have gave him like a flute, flute music and <laughs> Dr. Yang. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's, he's like, try it. So I like I, I ordered, I tried some from a couple places. I, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, CB Distillery and uh, CBD Effects. And like, it works for me. Like, I'm not saying it works for everybody. I'm not saying it'll work for you, person listening. But like, for me, it calms me down and it like gets me to a place where my mind's not running at 300 miles an hour and my like, fight or flight system like my defense mechanism isn't going off like the alarm bells aren't ringing at all hours of the day so for me it, it kind of keeps me it keeps me balanced as uh mike tyson once said when he was on that zoloft you know i take this <laughs> to, to keep me from killing you motherfuckers out there <laughs> <laughs> um do you miss the high though do you miss the high of the flower at times I do, but I feel like I I can manufacture it if that makes any sense, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I can I can combine kind of the chill effects of the CBD with a good stiff drink, and mm-hmm. at All least right. get a re- 
get a reasonable facsimile of, <laughs> of how it I feel you. I like your logic there. I, I feel that. Um, I can see how that would work in combination with each other. I have tried. You know, that, that, the liquor gets me hype, before. and then you know yeah. the CBD brought <laughs> a good place. <laughs> I've had the oil before, and I do. I recognize the calming effects that it's had, mm. but I miss the high. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, just being honest, you know, and mm. I tried it on my son actually. And um, I feel like it helps him, but he doesn't feel like it helps him. And so it kind of negates the effects that it has. <laughs> if you don't mm. believe it's going to work on you, then it's probably not going to work on you. I feel like that's I think everything's like psych everything's probably a bit psychosomatic too. Like if you think something's oh, yeah. going to work, it's more likely to work. And if you think it's not, like your your mind is setting you up for it not to. Yeah, you have, 100%. You have to be in a place to receive the benefits, Jennifer Smith. You have to be mm -hmm. open mm -hmm. to and, and mm -hmm. receptive to... <laughs> <laughs> to to the power. <laughs> um. So if anybody else wants to call in, I have three lines open. Just throwing that out there. Um. Couple of ideas I had for topics for the show were, um, just like history of weed or like weed stories. You know, mm. like when you're young and stupid and um high and <laughs> getting high is like your main thing all the time. Um. Because I started when I was pretty young, like 15. and Oh, just a baby. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, by the time 16, 17 was around, I was like full-on stoner. But still, <laughs> uh, still an A student, still drum major in my high school band. So I was like, you know, pretty cool because I was <laughs> in the high school band, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a thing. Like it, we were you know, actively being stoners every weekend. And um, you still smoke mm. Lunar Lena? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I do. Um, <laughs> just did, actually, a couple times tonight. So it's, it's um, so one time, me and some stoner friends, we got in our car and we went to this local park. Um, so it's like a, it's sort of like a historical site kind of park. Like they do like farming, like kids go there for field trips, like elementary school kids go there for field trips. They have a planetarium. Okay. So it's like a local little state park. So we went there and we went off the beaten path in the park. Like we went like way off in this pasture that nobody was at that you were not supposed to go in a hundred percent. We're not supposed to go in. And so we go out there and we start smoking and we get high and then we come out of the park and the we drive down to the gates and the gates are locked. We are locked inside of this park because they closed while we were out there getting high and we did not know mm. what time that they closed. <laughs> so it's four of us. We're freaking out. We're high. We're locked in this park. We do not know how to get out. Um, we start freaking out. We start calling everybody we know how to call. Um, we eventually have to call the sheriff's department to come wow. and get us out of this park. And this is where <laughs> this is where some of my white privilege will show up because I was, I, I was thinking it. I wasn't going to say it. I was like, <laughs> these had to be all white friends because ain't no way. We're definitely Jennifer all white. Smith, somebody's like, you know what? Let's let's call the law and they'll help us. <laughs> 
how we got out of that, I will never know. Like, <laughs> you know, we had no explanation. Like, we just got locked in the park. Like, we tried to make it seem like it was their fault, but it was definitely still our fault. Mm. And we were trying to be cool. <laughs> uh, but it was nerve-wracking. But it's just, like, one of my stories that I have about this um, white privilege that I have when it comes mm. to... Um, like being high or having weed on me because I was always very just cavalier about it like nobody's gonna think this little this little girl has weed on her and I, I have that <laughs> mentality to this day like I'm a a woman a white woman in my late 30s and like nobody thinks I'm riding in my Cadillac smoking a joint on I-10 <laughs> and I do that like I do that <laughs> or I did um, when I could still drive places but I never I never felt like I'm going to get caught. And that's a weird place to be. Like, because <laughs> you would think that good. you would be yeah. very paranoid about that. It's, it's funny because, like, the times where I have smoked over the years, it's like vastly different. It's well, it's similar experiences, but there's always like a left turn when it comes to like when I'm smoking with my black and brown friends or when I'm smoking with my white friends. Uh, because first of all, here's the thing. I think, and, and I'm going to talk in gener general generalities here, you know, so your mileage may vary. Your situation mm -hmm. might be different. But I feel like the times where I've smoked with my white friends, it's an experience, right? Yeah. Like, it's a production. It, there's, <laughs> there's opening musical numbers, and, and there's yes. the whole act of the setup, like whatever the, like, whether it's a bong or whether somebody's rolling or, you know, like we don't have anything. And then I was with my boy Lewis one time and Lewis is like, don't worry, Nate, I've got a solution. And he pulls out like a honey bear out the, out the cabinet. I'm like, what, he, what is he doing with this honey bear? And, and he's MacGyvering the whole situation. Like, I feel like with my, with my white friends, there was a bit of theatricality to it. Whereas <laughs> my, 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 my friends of color, it was very much uh, a utilitarian. Ut um, very much workmanlike. I porky pig that right there. It's, it's utilitarian. Utilitarian. It's workmanlike. Uh. <laughs> it, it's more low key. Like um, I, I've definitely MacGyvered shit to smoke weed out of. Uh, <laughs> notably, an apple at one point. Mm. Um, here we go. We're gonna take a call. Uh oh, right now. William holding on line one. Jenny, all you ever cared about is nugs chilling and grindage, dude. <laughs> Nugs chilling in cottage. Matt Riddle, is that you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, hi, Charlie. I definitely smoked out of an apple. Um, it's fairly easy to do. It's like, you know, make two holes, one at the top, one on the side, get a pen, like empty the pen out and put that in there. You know, it's a sort of natural bowl situation. Mm. Um, we graduated from stuff like that to like bongs. Um, and so I've got a bong story. Oh, yes. I would love to hear a bong I think story. I, I know you're not a story. weed user, so not, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I called in actually was after uh, Nate's uh, anecdote about the whole production of it with, you know, your little white friends and, and whatnot <laughs> and how they would <laughs> turn it into this whole. Like, I don't know. Part of that was sort of a turnoff to me, but this is what gets into my story, which is, um, like I said, Jenny, I 
think I've told you this. I don't know if it was on uh, a podcast. I don't know if other people have heard this anyway. Um, growing up, uh, lived in this little house. Um, just me and my mom, you know, doors apart, basically. I mean, thin walls. So it was like she was young and liked to party and I kind of knew she smoked weed or at least I sort of figured it out. I mean, for one thing, <laughs> you can smell it even before <laughs> you know what that smells like. It starts to become like a familiar smell, right? And you're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm smelling it a lot. And <laughs> um, I remember one day I actually, I was kind of, kind of looking for something, but halfway snooping at the same time. And found, like, a couple of joints rolled up. Mm. And I was like, and, I mean, right away, you know what a joint is. You know, I'm probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And this is in the 90s. I mean, this is, like, you know, 1997 or something. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit. It's like, wow, um, not a great feeling, you know. I mean, not that I thought it was... I don't know. I say looking back now, it's not that big a deal, but everything's a big deal when you're 13 years old, right? <laughs> so I'm like, of great. Course. Okay. So my mom smokes pot. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, like who am I supposed to tell somebody like, no, <laughs> do I call it's the a, sheriff? <laughs> yeah. CPS? I mean, was, Come oh, get me. I'm going to turn my mom in. I don't think so. uh, (laughs) I wasn't going to narc. I knew that much. Narc? Don't narc on your own mom. That's fucked up. Can't do that. And so so one day, I think I got like a little bit passive aggressive about it. um, Because a couple of weeks after that, we had some neighbors. Like The neighbors would always fall into our house and party on weekends. It was just a thing. I don't it was just the party house. Because your mom was getting and, high. Uh, that's why they were. Well, yeah. There. So what happened was they all mysteriously disappear, like in her bedroom, right in the back, <laughs> which is also where the back door of the house was. Like to get outside, you literally had to go through um, her bedroom to get to the backyard, back deck, and everything. So that's where everybody would congregate. And uh, so they're all, they're all back there, doors closed, and I'm like, yeah, they're all just getting high, right? And um, <laughs> so I like knocked on the door and acted like I needed something, which I didn't really. And I could hear just kind of like the scramble, right? And at this point, I think it's funny. I'm sort of laughing. And so my mom um, opens the door. Oh, what's going on? Oh, um, I need you to sign this thing for school. Um, <laughs> it's really important. I forgot to tell you about it. You're and awful. She starts, she starts scrambling even more. And um. I saw the bong on the on the floor actually, <laughs> and so she like reaches down to try to hide that, and is high and paranoid and moving so fast that she knocks it over and spills bong water all over the carpet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I went, "That's okay. I've already seen it. Don't worry about it." <laughs> she was just fucking embarrassed. Oh, bless your mom's heart. I'm going to talk to your mom one day. Yeah, one day, maybe. But what a narc <laughs> you are, Tim. Just saying. I could have been a lot worse, you know. Yeah, you but, could have been. 
And I mean, honestly, you know, they, they talk about the whole scared straight thing. And it wasn't so much like a scared straight situation with me. It was like, if I'm going to rebel, like if it's a teenage rebellion thing, then I'm like not going to want to smoke pot because that's what my mom does. <laughs> that's loserish, you know? <laughs> like, so what is my kid going to do? Because I'm. Oh, well, he'll just go straight. He'll just go straight to the hard stuff like me. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> straight cocaine is what I hear. He's, like, he's drinking at an early age and, and yeah. they're doing Xanax and pills. and. Well, see, that's yeah. another thing. That's another perspective that I want to <clears> talk <throat> about when it comes to weed is that, you know, everybody knows it's a gateway drug. Me personally, I've never done any other drug but marijuana. Wow. And mm. I mean, I've been offered um, ecstasy at, at points and different things, but I've never done anything else. So I kind of wow, don't believe I that. that. Um, I mean, what did you guys find that it was a gateway to other drugs? Mm. Well, I didn't need the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> it was I just got on the escalator. You just, you just skipped the weed and went straight. Yeah, the, I took the, the elevator. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the tele the telephone is Coke doesn't have its own like day like weed does. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I, I say like I don't really do anything that hard. I should preface like I, well, I mean like snorting Xanax off a hook. <laughs> I mean that's well, that's not that's exactly a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> on Wednesday morning. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, how about I mean, I you, really, Nate? I got I got into smoking cocaine once. <laughs> really? Yes, this was in college. And uh buddy, Sean, uh I was gonna use a fake name, but hey, statute of limitations, plus you you deserve to be called out. You know, this is my time, okay? I'm I'm reclaiming my time. I'm putting your name out here on on, on a, a legal podcast. So uh it's mm -hmm. documented. Uh but yeah, so Sean. Sean was cool. He was like your typical shaggy, like stoner. A white guy. You know, teenage white guy. Uh, the, the thing about Sean that was cool, though, was Sean's dad worked for uh, Dentimore. So mm -hmm. you go to Sean's dorm room, and my man has pallets of soups. The, <laughs> finest, the finest soups in the world, Jennifer Smith. I'm talking about <laughs> beef stew. I'm talking about chicken noodle soup, Jennifer Smith. I'm talking about uh, uh, Italian wedding soup, minestrone. Denty Moore Tomato sounds basil. like Holy Shore slang. <laughs> I just know that from their stew. So my man had all the soups, all the the entire Denty Moore 1998 product line in his in his dorm room, and. So he's like, uh, you want to come over? I'm like, sure. So it's me, it's Sean, and it's this uh, Asian cat named Koji. And Koji was like a, a foreign exchange student. So we in here chilling. Sean's packing the pipe. You know, I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. Because, okay, I forgot, to, I forgot to tell you. They're like, we're, we're smoking weed. So, like, there's, there's no mention of cocaine whatsoever. There's no mention of crack whatsoever. Right. Next thing I know, you know, we go one rotation around. Everybody's feeling good. I'm I got my eye on on uh on like he's got a meatball stew. I'm like, yo, this is gonna be this is gonna be banging in like 20, 30 minutes. I'm gonna get it because he had the microwave too. 
You put it in the microwave for three minutes, it goes, rotates around, and you put it in a little soup bowl, sprinkles of Parmesan cheese on top. It's, it's about to be hidden. So, You're lining up your grindage, bro. I, I, am, <laughs> I am ready. I'm like Jordan in the fourth quarter. I'm ready. Uh, and, and so we go around the first rotation. Cool. Second rotation. Cool. Sean's like, hold on. I got I to gotta repack. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, do you. Uh, Koji, turn on the music. Uh, me and Koji fussing because I want him to play Black Street. He don't want to listen to Black Street, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 like Koji, why you don't want to listen to Teddy Riley, Koji? Uh, <laughs> fine, we'll listen to Nirvana again, Koji. Uh, <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So my man Sean comes around and he's like. All right, Nate, you can start this time, Nate, dog. I'm like, okay, word, word. Take it, light it up. Okay. Oh, oh, this it's got a little flavor to it. This got a little like no, mm. nothing's different. Go around, comes back to me. Like, are you sure this ain't got no? This ain't got nothing into it because this back and it smells different. Almost like <laughs> rubber. What's Ooh. going on? And then he's like, no, man, no, it's cool. Go around a third time. I'm like, yo, there's something certainly different about this. And then he just starts <laughs> busting out laughing. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, dude, dude, you just smoke crack. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and look, oh Jennifer, God. your reaction was Koji's reaction because this fool is over here just dying laughing, turning red with laughter. Koji's like, oh, this is not going to end well. And my whole demeanor just switched up, Jennifer Smith. I went I went from Bruce Banner to the Hulk in like three seconds. And I was like, I like yeah. snatched him up. It was like a scene from a from a, from a a John Singleton movie in the 90s. I'm just like punching the guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, like, I, because I, like, you know, like I was like, one thing I'm sure I'm not going to do as a black man in America, I'm never going to smoke crack. Like, that's, like, I had, you know, yeah. relatives, like, family members, you know what I mean, that, that, like, was in jail for either using or selling. So, I'm like, that's never going to happen. And then, you know, my man over here playing playing practical jokes like Ashton Kutcher and whatnot, and they're like, I, I don't see the humor in this, sir. And so, like, I'm going off. Koji has to pull me off of this man, and the dude's like, I didn't know you were going to react like that. It was just a joke, man. I'm, and, like, you know, Jennifer Smith, I, I I don't usually cuss, not even back then. And I was like, what you think mm -hmm. it's a fucking game, man? Tired of this bullshit, Sean. Every time I come over here, Sean, you and your damn bullshit. And I'm about to leave. And he's like, he's like, Nate. He's like, he's like, because my high is completely gone, Jennifer Smith. He's like, he's like, Nate, Nate, come on, buddy. Don't do, don't leave like that. I got that stew dog. And I as I'm walking towards the door, Tim Cable, <laughs> my anger is met with my hunger. And let us just say it was a seven-game series, but Hunger won that night. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! <laughs> see, but see, that wasn't really weed being a gateway drug. That was somebody tricking your ass into smoking right. crack, <laughs> which is way worse. <laughs> way Maybe worse. that's what they mean. You know, that is kind of what they mean. I feel like when they say it's a gateway drug, it, it's always that that stuff where they in school try to make it sound worse than it really is it's it's like well what's what's going to happen is you're going to start smoking pot and then one day it's going to be laced with something that's the term they always mm -hmm. use back then right it's yeah, laced lace. with something lace yeah. blunt <laughs> which yeah 
I mean, short of like being accidentally made to smoke crack, which I feel like doesn't happen a lot. No, <laughs> oh. definitely does not happen a lot. <laughs> Just me and Mary and Barry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The only two times that's happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like they make it seem like that's something that just happens all the time. It's just inevitable when you uh, mm. you pick up the pipe or bong or whatever. It's it's going to turn into, well, you know, you think you're doing one thing, but it's really this. And that's even worse. So next thing you know, you're addicted. Well, I mean, I've I've been in this quarantine time. I've been watching Breaking Bad for the first time. And yeah, yeah. that is about methamphetamine. It's so good. And they show like people shooting up, not not just snorting, which I think is already uncomfortable enough. Then they show people shooting up a mixture of heroin and meth, and <laughs> I just and two I just things can't... I've neither done no in like, combination or on their own. I mean that's and I just can't much. imagine like that kind of high. Like that is the worst tag team since Earthquake and Typhoon. <laughs> It really is. I can't imagine. <laughs> but like, I'm just fine with my marijuana high. Like you, Ooh. you know, because sure. I've been joking, you know, about like watching these people, you know, use meth. I'm like, why have I never used meth? Like, maybe I should try meth. Maybe I don't understand meth. And, I don't know if that's a question that. And then every time I watch Breaking Bad, I'm like, no, you should definitely not ever, ever try yeah. meth. So it's like an anti-meth PSA. The entirety <laughs> of that show. Oh gosh! All right, but um, the other aspect I was thinking about. Um, about marijuana use is the entertainment value of it. So like shows, movies, mm-hmm. everything, music that's based on on marijuana use. And people, like to me, there's like a couple of different categories when it comes to films specifically. Like there are movies about weed, like Half-Baked, that yes. are what you want to watch when you're high. But then there's another ca- category of things that are not about weed, but you also mm. want to watch when you're high. <laughs> like, the entire catalog of Paul Short. Yes. <laughs> something very dumb. And, or Kevin Smith. Yeah, or Kevin Smith movies when you're high. Mm. Um, do you guys have any favorites in those specific categories? Mm. Well, I mean... I don't know that which which category it kind of falls in. I guess more the the second than the first, but I am a big fan of uh, the Friday film series. Yes, and as I yes. know, Nate has an entire uh, cinematic universe um, <laughs> with the the Friday franchise as the uh, the spine. So yeah, throw me on. I mean, really, the original that's that's classic, but I can. I can go with any of those. I mean, not like I have to be high, but it's it's sort of if you're watching it with a group of people, reasonable chance somebody's going to be high and <laughs> wants to be high. Mm. Um, what about you, Nate? Uh, Friday's a good one. Uh, Half Baked is is a classic. Like I love like as a movie, it's uneven at best, but yeah, there's yeah. like bits and pieces that are amazing. Like the like the Bob Saget. Seeing at the yes. uh, the 
Alcohol Anonymous or the Drug Anonymous meeting, Narcotics Anonymous, yes. and uh, the you ever suck dick for some weed? Yeah, I seen him. There's a lot. I want to talk to something. Moon chick at Cramden. We still say. My husband still says to me, "Hungry girl." <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh. an underrated line in that. Also, we still yeah. say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck You're you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, if, if I were, like, actively smoking, like, I'm not saying it, like, like, like I retired, like, I used to be a former ball player, like, you know, back in my day. But if I, if I was active, I think I'd like to see, like, the MCU uh, just Ooh. run through the MCU. And, and experience that uh, under the influence. And then maybe number one on my list, Jenny, just because of the visuals, would be uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Because I'm sure that's, like, amazing. Ooh. It's amazing on its own. Oh, wow. But I'm sure it's, like, yeah. heightened. No pun intended with, with uh, weed. Oh, I've watched a lot of MCU movies um, stoned. So the I Guardians will... movies would The Guardians win. movies are good. Because the that music is great. Yeah. 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 The visual, uh, Doctor Strange, probably a good weed movie too. Yeah, yeah. yep. Ant Man. Uh, oh yeah, good, good pick there. Yeah. Um. So our friend Jake in the chat here asked about our thoughts on edibles. Um. So my experience with edibles has been, um, brownies for the most part, because I had a mm. source that would make the brownies, and then I could like eat like because they were baked in like cupcake tins so they were like a cupcake shape not like a square brownie and mm. so those would like I would just nibble on it for like weeks and like <laughs> the way an edible would hit me is that I have to time it because it takes a while to yeah. like really start working so I would have to have an empty stomach and then mm. eat it and then like time it to when I wanted to be high if that makes sense. It makes sense to people who are addicts. Um, but that <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I had some experience with edibles um, in New York last year. We had um, at Wrestlemania we had um, a, a granola bar one night um, and that was fun because it hit when I was on the subway when we were going mm. in the wrong direction to the arena that we were supposed to be going to for a takeover. Um, <laughs> so we were on the wrong subway. So that was very hilarious. Uh, and then also I had lemonade, which I think is, I mean, basically a form of edible, mm. but that mm, lemonade was a different level of high than I've ever had before <laughs> ever in my life. Um, because it, it was on the empty stomach basically. And once it hit, you were done for like mm -hmm. hours. And I did so <laughs> many things in those hours that are just like a fever dream now. Like I walked through Times Square high on that shit and it was amazing. Like I couldn't believe it was happening. <laughs> I met Tony Schiavone when I was high on that lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You should have told him that. I should have told him that. Hey, Tony, How this is guys... the most amazing lemonade in the history of our business. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and I've then never I had the I... lemonade. I've, I've never had any, any drinks or anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, 
that and I feel like that totally would hit you different because with edibles, it does take a while, but I mean, you know, right away when it kicks yeah. in, you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, here we go. Now we're back. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, God, the lemonade sounds really good. Uh, I, I would say like, I'm not like a weed guy, but I would rather do edibles than smoke something any day. I just, mm. and, and that's just a personal preference thing. It's, it's not even like about the kind of high really. It's, mm-hmm. it's just how I'm built. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't like to smoke. So, I mean, yeah, I totally I mean, get it, you know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nate? I've only had pot brownies once. And it was it was to the point where, like, I was already high prior to that because uh, we had already smoked before that. Uh, this is me and my mm-hmm. buddy, uh, Lewis, uh, um, one of my ex-roommates. And uh, we was already high. Uh, and so then when he brought the brownies, like, yeah, there was a difference, but it was like, I was already doing 75 on the highway. So going from 75 to 90, it's like, you notice, but you're like, I'm already speeding, man. It's like, (laughs) the only difference is I went from like singing Motown songs to cutting wrestling promos on Lewis. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's the level, like, like when, when I start, when I start doing the Hulk Hogan voice at three in the morning. It's like that's a problem, and and here's the thing. That's Tim, a wonderful like, problem. I'm, I'm I'm addressing real issues, but doing it in the Hulk Hogan voice, so Lewis doesn't know how to take it. Like, let me tell you something, brother. You're not gonna be late with your half of the run again, dude. Because if you do, there's gonna be serious problems. And he's like, he's laughing, but at the same time, he's like, I didn't know you felt this way. <laughs> well, I do, brother. Let me tell you, me and the Hulkamaniacs, we're sick and tired of having to cover for your half of the red jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know, and sometimes it's not even about the movies. Um, like, songs, I think, are kind of a thing when you're high. Um, yes. That was, like, in high school, that was, like, the thing like you couldn't even get high unless you had unless you were out in somebody's field and they had a truck mm-hmm. with you know two 15 inch speakers or whatever the fuck we did again this then. seems like a very specific experience to one culture it was yeah it was yeah white, white red, redneck culture that's very specific I, to that I look, I, i'm not going out in somebody's field at night when i'm sober jennifer smith yeah yeah yeah. Can so I just say, for the record, I really, really, really hate Sublime. I uh, mm, yes. just shivers. Yeah. It's it's one of those immediate just have <laughs> loading yep. response. As soon as I, I hear that Sublime fire up, I'm like, here we go. Yep. This is one of those parties. But <laughs> 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 what we so, so you're do... saying you don't practice Santeria, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> That was gonna be my reference point. Yeah, <laughs> our friend Double A Andy Atherton said that he used to listen to Led Zeppelin when they Ooh. would get stoned in college, okay. which yeah. makes sense because Andy is from the seventies. Um, right. right. Yeah. And did you ever um, do the uh, what is it? Uh, is it Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz? Did you ever do that trick, Jennifer? I've never done that. No, I should do that in the quarantine. 
That would be a good podcast. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. That's, uh, that's okay. Pink Floyd, right? I do believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in college <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, kind of. 70s, 90s. Same thing. It was a long well. time ago. <laughs> oh God! Let's but see. I always wanted—I always wanted to listen to gangster rap when I was high. <laughs> okay, some more cultural appropriation. Yeah, I know. I know. It's awful. <laughs> Horrible. Um, let me tell you, one of my favorite albums to listen to, like from, because I think it's—you got to pick an album that that you can listen to from start to finish. Like it can't be, yeah, something that you have to put any work into like you just have to yeah. set it and forget it uh but when i was in college uh this was a couple years after at aliens from outcast came out and we could just put that record on and i had a buddy named kevin uh and kevin didn't smoke kevin didn't drink kevin was straighter than an arrow uh but he liked hanging around with me and so he was like Kevin was a little weird, but he was cool. Like he was, he had a, just a sweet guy. And so he'd knock on the door. He'd be like, uh, "Hey, hey, friendish." That's what he called me, friendish. Uh, friendish. God. Yes. Which I don't know if it's because we were like not fully friends, or if he just wanted <laughs> to throw some flavor. Like. On. <laughs> I'm That's gonna exactly steal that. That's good. <laughs> me too. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, friendish, what are we doing tonight?" And I'd be like, "We, what, what do you mean, we, Kev?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I figured it's Friday." I don't have anything to do. I don't think you have anywhere to go. Uh, you know, want to hang out? I'm like, I guess, Kev. I was gonna go. I was gonna go over to the to the girls' dorm, but I guess we can hang. But sure, hey, sure. Again, Kevin, smart man. Kevin knows the weight of my heart. He's like, come on, friendish. I'll buy Domino's. I'm like, you know what, Kevin? <laughs> you all right with me, brother? <laughs> so I would get drunk and high and just play records or play uh, CDs, showing the, again, showing my age. Not nearly as old as Andy, but I, but I got some age on me. <laughs> uh, and we would just listen to Outkast, uh, the AT Aliens record from start to back, from front to back. And Kevin is like, again, Kevin's straight as an arrow, wider than a paper plate in a snowstorm with a glass of milk on the side. Uh, oh, my God. Kevin is just like, just nodding his head to each and every song. He's like, I really like these guys, friendish. And he's like trying to put on Andre 3000 voice and... Normally I'd be like, "Don't, don't do it, Kevin." But again, I'm high as hell, so I'm just like, "I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. Go ahead, Kevin." He's like, he's like, two dope boys in the Cadillac, right, Nate?" Like, you right, Kevin. Pass me a pizza. You know what? Right. I, I identify with Kevin. Like, I never, I never felt as cool as I did those times I got high with my black friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, really, I'm. I, that sounds awful but like I, I super enjoyed it like i really did and i felt awesome like hey guys you want to go out in the field and there was a resounding no <laughs> no <laughs> that's when we had to go somewhere else hey guys want to listen to some 311 <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute to think of another white dude <laughs> from the 90s no, but I remember <laughs> they would be at John's apartment, and uh, uh, we would just we would just think like we were past the bong around, and you know, talk shit, and it would be like the funnest time. <laughs> just <laughs> so white, like it. It was so white. <laughs> we my, uh, another like 
sort of weed memory, I guess is kind of what I'm doing with this whole thing is um, my, my boyfriend's mom at the time, my future mother-in-law, she on every Sunday, she would cook dinner and we would get high and we would watch the X-Files. The three of us, me <laughs> and John mother? and his and his mother. Yes, we would all. Wow. She knew she was one of those cool parents who she bought us. <laughs> she bought us alcohol uh, if we stayed at the house. You know, she didn't want us driving and drinking, but she would buy us booze if we were going to stay in a location. And then oh once we went, she, you know, got us our first weed. She was there when we smoked for the first time. So she is, <laughs> is like involved. Cultural difference. I've known my I, mother-in-law since I was 15. I so. so. So she's been there for the for the entirety, but she every Sunday night she would cook dinner. It would always be something really good, and we would get stoned and we would watch the X Files. Um, <laughs> so that's probably X Files is a great show. X Files is amazing. Mm. Top five show of all time for me. Jillian Anderson, that's that's oh a vexing God. white woman for you. <laughs> <laughs> vexing how how she's like aging in reverse, right? Yes, I, cause look, I, I guess it's because she moved to London. Not that I'm stalking Jillian Anderson, but she mm, moved to sure. London. So I, she's British the water now. Over there. Yes, yeah. yeah, she's British now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I love her. I love David Duchovny as well. Um, super, like one of my first crushes. Uh, him and John Luke Picard. Wow, oh, two totally okay. different ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Well, I have daddy issues, so there's that, mm. and um, a little bit of both. Windows, I think. Yeah. Just now, just imagining like a Patrick Stewart sex tape, like engage, mm. <laughs> make it so, girl. <laughs> you know he does that. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, in the spirit of everything's a thing, it's got to be out there. It it has to be. It's at least um, some fan um, I was gonna ask you guys: Do you have any? Almost got caught stories like very close to <laughs> caught. It, caught implies that anyone important in my life would have cared. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the authorities, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh no, my I, I only get caught eating in my car, not doing <laughs> <laughs> And that was I just think, the one time. <laughs> I think all of my best stories, Jennifer, like, I'm. When it comes to weed, I'm Al Bundy. Like I peaked early. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all my good stories are from college for the most part. And so, like there was, there was a night. And now, like looking back at this as a grown ass man, Tim, like it doesn't make any sense. Like the RAs, like they took themselves yeah. way yeah. too seriously. Like, come on, come on, baby. Right. <laughs> you ain't got no real power, baby. You ain't, you ain't no real cop. He's a student with a badge. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Blart. <laughs> uh, but we like uh, I was over at the uh, girls' dorm, and it was me, uh, my my girlfriend at the time, her roommate, uh, and about two or three other people. And they had a cat in in the uh, in their dorm. Like uh, I forget what what breed of cat it was. I hated cats, but they had a cat. Uh, a cat. They had a cat and a rabbit, and they wasn't supposed to have. They was only supposed to have one pet. A uh, rabbit. Yeah, so they had yeah. a cat and a rabbit. The cat was my girlfriend's roommate's pet, and my girlfriend had the rabbit. Uh, and oh, so we I had... just remembered a story. Because of this, <laughs> you just jogged my memory. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's what we do to Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and too so, much weed. I mean, what are you 
<laughs> and so uh, we're like we're being a little too loud. Like obviously, it's a Friday night. There's no class the next day, so yeah, we got the music up a little loud. Probably listening to some. It's it's probably like this weird mix of Tupac. Biggie and Dave Matthews band that's on in the rotation. <laughs> which is like which is like perfect, like mid to late nineties college weed music. <laughs> um, and so like we're being loud, we're we're probably being a little too rambunctious. And the RA comes through and they're like, Oh shit. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, We've got both of the pets out. We can't we can only have one. And so I'm like, well, just put one in the cage. And they're like, we can't find the cage. And so they're like, they find some way to corral. They find some way to corral the rabbit. Because obviously, if anybody that has cats knows, cats aren't going to do what you tell them to do. So they leave the cat be. They force the rabbit under the bed and kind of keep him hostage (laughs) under the bed. But the problem is, the problem is, Tim Capel, that there's a bowl of cat food out, and a bowl of rabbit food. Now, you don't have to be Inspector Clouseau to realize that those are two (laughs) different foods for two different animals. So the RA come in, and they're like, oh, damn, we left the the rabbit food out. And like, they've already gotten two strikes this week, because they're like, my girlfriend hung around bad people at the time. Not bad people, but people that would get her her in trouble. And so they're like, we already got two strikes this week. And you know me, Jennifer Smith. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got, I got to stand up for my woman. So I'm like, don't worry, girl, I got this. Ari comes in, you know, gives us the whole spiel. Like I'm in charge here and this and that. Y'all being too loud. Uh, you know, the the guys are gonna have to leave in 30 minutes because curfew or whatever. Lights out. Uh, and so then he's getting ready to leave. Turns around, sees both of the bowls on the floor. He's like, what's going on with the? With with the with these bowls here, why why do you have cat food and what looks to be some other like like pellets type food? That's not for a cat. And and I'm like, what you talking about, man? They're like, there's there's obviously two bowls out here uh, that that are that are not for the same animal. And so then, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I scooped up, I picked up the bowl of rabbit food and just started popping the pellets like they were sunflower seeds. No, you didn't. Oh and no! I, I look look I look him square in the face and I'm like. I don't even know what the hell you talking about, dog. This is some uh, some trail mix I brought over here. Now, if you got a problem, no. we can go speak about this outside. No. And he just kind of looks oh, at me, no. looks at the rabbit food, looks back up at me, and I think in his mind he did the calculations, he did the, he did the trigonometry, and he's like, I'm not messing with this. Obviously inebriated and and, and high <laughs> individual tonight, oh. and he's just like, all right, well don't let it happen again. And then as soon as he left, I spit out the rabbit food, and it was like this. It was like the moment at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Return of the was it Return of the Jedi or the original Star Wars when everybody's getting their medals and it was like this wonderful <laughs> ceremony and and I was like you know the hero of the night but that that, that was oh, like man. that was the closest I ever came to being in real trouble with 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 the quote unquote law. That's an on amazing sword. story. There's yeah. on a sword and then there's that. That's what did the rabbit food taste like, Nate? It tasted like uh like sunflower seeds. Like it had that kind of flavor. Like the salty? Kind of salty with with like a little nuttiness underneath. Oh my gosh. So no. but yeah. And then look, but the worst thing is she had the she had the audacity, Tim Cable, to break up with me after college. 
No. Oh, like, you can't. Everything I did for you and that rabbit. That is marriage material right there. That is. That's, <laughs> you, got, you got to hang on to that. She's uh, a moron. That's absurd. Good uh, Lord. Also, so, um, wow. Yeah. God, I, I can't compare to that. Um, although I will say that rabbits kind of freak me out just as a general rule. Really? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a it's a thing, and I think if I was high, I I would get like super paranoid and like start to think that it was um, plotting to to kill me or attack me or something. The rabbit food or the rabbit? The rabbit. The rabbit. Okay. Yeah, right. um, and, and it's really uncomfortable when they shit too. You ever seen a rabbit <laughs> shit? <laughs> It's like it's how it's just to. fly out of them. These these they look kind of like those chiclet balls, you know, in your in your toy gun when you're a kid uh, of a certain age. Um, uh, and they just fly out. They just fly out of their ass. These brown pellets, and you're just like, oh my god! And it's just without warning. They can just be doing whatever, and it's all of a sudden <laughs> just everywhere. So yeah, I, I had a friend with a rabbit, and it. I didn't go to their house much because of it. Um, but no, when uh, when I was in high school, this is what jogged my memory. This was I didn't go to um, prom prom. Um, uh, being a gay homosexual, you don't have a lot of options uh, in the early two thousands for that sort of thing. So. What you so had, you had a beard. You had a beard. Yeah, yes, right? yes. So I had this mm. uh, uh, one of my uh, girlfriends who I hung out with quite a lot. We made plans to go to the post prom deal, right? Because she mm-hmm. didn't want to go to prom either. Um, she's a total stoner, whatever. Um, <laughs> and she went to this like frat party right before post prom. So. Um, and everybody's familiar with the post-prom concept, right? It's mm-hmm. the school-sponsored event after the dance. Yes. You know, All-night, quote-unquote, clean party. <laughs> and I was just, like, at a rec center. Um, so that started, you know, kind of late around, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock. And she'd already told me, I'm going to be at this party for a while, and I'm going to leave and meet you at the post-prom thing, but it's going to be kind of late because, you know, it's frat party. And you figure that's kind of early even for a frat party. So <laughs> I didn't figure they'd be getting into a whole lot, but um, she got super high at that party and rolled into <laughs> post-prom still super high and super obviously high. Mm. And... This is where it does turn into one of those, okay, we're going to get caught <laughs> type of story where you're <laughs> kind of ducking the authorities. And uh, she told me all about how they had a rabbit. So maybe this is the same party, Nate, that you're at. I don't know. Um, Possibly. <laughs> now, this will confirm it. The rabbit's name was Reefer. <laughs> mm. And so I heard all about Reefer the Rabbit and all the Reefer that she smoked. And I was sort of uh, having a hard time keeping, I was like, I can't tell if she smoked a whole lot. And uh, I, and I'm just not following the story or if she's not telling it well. 
she's obviously very high and uh excuse me and so um yeah we spent most of that party just trying to duck various school officials which was fun in its own way honestly <laughs> and eventually she just kind of passed off so oh god like all right we pulled it off well my brother uh is i have a younger brother is 18 months older uh younger than me and um we sort of got into weed at the same time so he was pretty young and so we were like you know he was a year behind me in school. So round about my junior year, he was a sophomore and he was still, he was getting high a lot. So it was our bonding thing. Like we hated each other every minute of our lives up until this point where we both started smoking pot. And um, my mom worked a lot. So we were there a lot. So we would have house parties and there would be no adults there and we could do whatever we want. So me and my brother bonded a lot over the weed. And, um, but he was very, very paranoid. Uh, so we, we had to be very careful with the weed. And like I was very careless with it. And he was the mm. exact opposite of that. And one day we're going to town, which is, a, you know, like a good 20 mile drive from where we lived out in the boonies. And <clears throat> he, I was like, well, we're talking, we're smoking a joint. And then he's like, you have more weed on you? I'm like, yeah, I got like a quarter on me right now. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to town with a quarter of weed on in my car. I'm like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Put me out on the street? Like I have it no on me right now. now. And he was freaking out, paranoid as shit. And we had to pull over onto the side road and bury the weed at the base of a stop sign. My God! On the side of the road, because <laughs> he would not let me go. We were going to Cece's Pizza to eat. Pizza. <laughs> Everyone's it's... carrying weed at Cece's. Shout out going... to Cece's Pizza. Cece's Pizza. <laughs> they won't let you in unless you're carrying. <laughs> he's, he's driving high. I'm riding high, but he couldn't have the weed in his car. <sighs> so we go to Cece's Pizza and we have pizza. Then we have to go back home and then on the way home dig up the weed at the bottom <laughs> of the stop sign and <laughs> hope that you could still find it yeah and <laughs> luckily we did find it but every single day since then whenever i've driven by that place that stop <laughs> sign i'm like i buried weed right there the bag of weed every single time <laughs> and then my later you're like, like i know my husband's like i know I heard the story like 800 times. And you always have, I know, totally, I always you always have to. I'm like, remember that time? He's like, yeah, whatever. No. And then later you, you get to smoke and you're like, God, a lot more stems in this than. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so gross. The amount of like shitty weed that I smoked. But happy, happy as a lamb to smoke these deep, these like mm-hmm. seeds and stems in my joints and. Lord. You know, just happy to do that. Just you know, now I get like the really the good paranoia. Blood. Though that paranoia is, is 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 a mother. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I had varying levels of it, but he was always the max paranoid at all times. <laughs> like, I don't Which know when it happened, good. but like it snuck up on me, and I, I think it was when I was outside of college because I. 
there's like this artificial security built in, like baked into the the structure of college where like, yeah, even if you get in trouble, like nobody cares really because it's college. But like when like when I uh, came back from uh, Japan and was like living on my own for really the first time, I would get super paranoid to the point where like I know Tim's seen it, like the famous picture of of Malcolm X, like looking out the window with the rifle in his hand. Like I didn't have a rifle at the time, Tim Capel, but I had a baseball bat, like like your man Sting, and I would frequently, like every ten fifteen minutes, check the window with the bat in my hand just in case, because I wasn't sure whether whether the police were coming to the door or whether somebody from the neighborhood was coming to the door or what. And then so yeah, like the only thing that would would temper my uh, my paranoia at the time because I didn't know about CBD back then, but the only thing that would temper my paranoia was copious amounts of alcohol. Mm. Mm. So then, mm. I, then I'm just paranoid and uncoordinated and sluggish. <laughs> right, for the baseball. <laughs> I'm paranoid without all of the reflexes that I would normally have. I like the mental insert of image of you over Malcolm X and you've got the, the baseball <laughs> slides right over the, the rifle. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know, oh. I... um can't say that I would get paranoid a lot. I, here's part of the reason I don't, I'm not a, a big weed guy is I would have a tendency to get a little bit um, mischievous in the sense <laughs> of like being kind of a shit stir because I, mm. I would sort of tell who is paranoid, who is kind of, uh, especially in like a group setting where you've got weird little in-group dynamics and whatnot anyway, and you start to like pluck those strings, I, I could <laughs> be kind of bad about that. So that's why I would uh, try to be the level-headed one and just not get high with the whole group or, or just get drunk instead because I've always been mm. – Okay, like I've never been like a belligerent drunk or anything really, <laughs> um, except on Skype calls. Um, <laughs> except when you're reviewing AEW shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a mean drunk. We'll put it that way. Right. Uh, towards other people. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, with with the weed, I could get a little, I don't know, assholeish. So I think I always liked weed because I never felt hungover the way that I do with alcohol. Mm. Well, I did with alcohol, but um, like you know, you could drink a bunch of beers and feel like absolute shit the next day, or you could get yeah. high and be okay the next day. So that was always one of the um the real upsides. Yeah, that, that is a benefit. Yeah, it's because I, I feel like Maybe I'm wired advantages. the opposite way, uh, Jenny. Like, because I would I would drink copious amounts of, of alcohol, as you, as you so eloquently put it, and still be like fine to go to class the next day. But if I smoked the night before, I was no good until at least mm. two or three in the afternoon the next day. Damn. Really? Yeah, because like it would it would take my brain. Like that much time to readjust and recalibrate and and kind of turn off my uh 
defense mechanisms, I guess. Would you just feel like slow or did you feel like actually sick? I, I would feel like I was still high until oh okay like yeah. hours later where like and and it's it's probably it was probably all a mental thing i feel like with with the alcohol i was uh even though i was you know i i got crunk in my day later as the kids would say tim cable there was always like this this coming down point like it was like this gradual ease off the off ramp whereas with weed i always felt like there were there were times where i would just literally just kind of like pass out and I would like I wouldn't get the uh the deceleration so when I woke up the next day it would feel like I was still in that state for 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 a good little minute see I'm the exact same way with alcohol (laughs) I feel like alcohol (laughs) makes me like boom (laughs) and weed is a gradual slowing down Usually because I'm um, stuffing my face because I have the munchies and then that uh, sort of yeah. like tempers you a little bit. The munchies are great though. I did I do miss the munchies. The munchies. It is like eighty percent of the reason why you get high um, <laughs> to eat while you're high. Um, it is. What's the craziest thing you guys have made when you had oh, the munchies? God. Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. I think Tim's lasagna is probably on that list. <laughs> My disaster lasagna. Your disaster <laughs> lasagna. Look, that was good. It was good. Um, but that's drunk, not high. That was drunk, not high. Yeah. It, I mean, it looked like trash, but it was really good. Mm. Um, I can't think of something of. Um, it's not weird, but I would. One of my weird, uh, just it's a normal thing, but as a go-to, it's like why that. Uh, pancakes. <clears throat> I just, yeah, and I, I make pretty good pancakes, but I I only really make it when I'm fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, pancakes. Uh, what else? Oh, um, the the uh, God, the taco uh, roll. Oh, um, was something that originated as a, a a high thing which now i only <laughs> really make drunk uh, i, I think that um crystal hamburgers are um the most tremendous when you're very very high probably Ooh. drunk too but high as well um shout out to Chris crystal yeah, so, cc's all these random product yeah, placements tonight yeah i know so what is like a good go-to snack? Not something you make, but when you when you reach for something, mm. are you like uh, big into Cheez-Its or? I want I've something never... sweet all the time. Sweet you want and... something sweet? Yeah, all the time. And and really, because in this quarantine, uh, I have turned to marijuana to help with some of the anxiety. And then I've gained 15 pounds as a result of that. And it's because of the munchies. <laughs> and because I've stockpiled my house with food. And it's all bad food. Mm. <laughs> and it's here. And I'm high. And I'm anxious. And <laughs> I just eat all the bad food. So Pringles. Pringles. Is Pringles. I had an entire yeah. can of Pringles this weekend. Um, probably good, half too. a dozen little Debbie snacks. Um, various yeah. amounts of things that 
bad. I'm, I'm with Tim. Like sweets are good, but I I prefer like the the salty stuff or the savory stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like me 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 and my uh, roommate Lewis, like we used to have this saying when 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 we when it was time to partake of of, of the the munchies. Uh, like, oh, you hungry? Oh yeah. And then we like, I think one night we just made stovetop stuffing out of the blue for some reason. There you go. <laughs> Complete with that. Like, like with no with no main dish. It was just stovetop stuffing with cranberries. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I'm like, That's I'm like, is awful. this gonna be some good stuffing, Lewis? And he's like, Oh, you know it, dog. It's gonna be savory. And then I'd be like, savory, like <laughs> that, savory. And then and then he would respond in kind, yes, savory like Tex Avery. And that was our little thing. That was our call and response. <laughs> Andy says uh, instant ramen noodles and Doritos and garbage omelets. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, just throw everything in that omelet. Mm. Yeah. Um, I could work with that. I don't know. I don't fuck with eggs too much when I'm high, but unless we're at a oh. Waffle House. Oh, do you remember? Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Real quick, Tim, you remember these chips? Because this was like brilliant in your face marketing. I don't know if it was Frito Lays or whoever, but the the people that make Doritos, they came out like maybe a decade ago, maybe longer, with, with the Munchies chips. The chips, the bag of chips, they had Doritos, oh, yeah. Cheetos, pretzels. It was like the NWO oh, yeah. of, of chips. Right. That was amazing oh stuff. I mm. love them. I love them. <laughs> the sun chips yeah. in there? Yes, the sun chips. Yep. They had like oh, ranch and then they had like extreme cheddar. Mm, <laughs> so good. Mm. Sun chips are god tier, dude. Those are I my... love sun chips. <laughs> Man. Oh combos. I, I never eat combos except for yes, combos. I don't even know what bravos. they taste like, to be honest with you. <laughs> Somebody said in the chat, bravos. I, I, I vaguely remember bravos. What are bravos? Bravos? <laughs> Am I? I have to look it up because I might be confused. You know Bravos. Bravos? With, I might be Dino Bravos. Those are chips nobody wants. Fake ass Doritos says double uh, okay. A. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking was, about um, munchos yeah. uh, on munchos. Yeah, yeah. Munchos. Which I I kind of didn't remember, and now I do. So yes, I knew you, you sort of brought those back. Yeah, mm. funyuns. Got to get some fun. Oh, fun, 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 fun. oh, Tim Caper, I, I got one for you. I think uh, maybe Jennifer, but but certainly you, sir. I know you you probably are well acquainted with these chips. Remember the Andy Caps hot fries? Hot fries, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Andy Caps, yeah. come on. Nobody, everybody in the neighborhood ate Andy Caps. We never read one panel of his damn comic strip. That's how good <laughs> Andy Caps were. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> That's how good Andy Caps were. <laughs> Oh, I would um along the lines of stove stovetop stuffing, I would get into the uh, just the can of um of French fried onions, not to put on oh, a casserole, yeah. or just mm. just the onions by themselves. Wow. Yeah, just to eat them. those crispy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just pop that can open and start eating. <sighs> Apparently, um, hot fries are Jeff Machado favorite. Okay, and... very good. We got to vote for bazooka bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. I was never, you know, the thing with gum is you're going to pass out at some point. Yeah, you don't want to choke on that shit. Well, yeah, or you wake up and it's in your hair. Uh, Good times. 
So probably stayed away from the gum, especially late at night, mm. which is when, when most of these things come into play, I feel like. Did you have or, or do you have any, yeah. any uh, superstitions, Jenny? Because, like, for me, and I guess it's, like, childhood, this being drilled into my head as a child, uh, like, I always had to make sure, regardless of what state I was in, if I knew I was fading, if I knew I was passing out, I always had to pass out on my stomach because my mother like drilled the Jimi Hendrix story into my brain. Oh, and I didn't want to die by choking on my own throw up. So it's like like I, I always had the sense of mind that like this moment of clarity right before I passed out, just oh that's right, get on your stomach and I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I guess subconsciously, I probably have thought of that. Or, or if I was in a situation I had to take care of somebody who was that fucked up, I would mm. make sure that they didn't pass out on their back. You know, what I, I, mean? I was like, going to say, I've, I've rolled people over on their yeah. stomach that I kind of, like, <laughs> if they're so breathing cheap. heavy, it's like, this is, ugh, this could end badly. But just in case, you know, you don't want to wake up to that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You don't want to break a bad situation. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not doing mouth to mouth. That's very fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that both of us are like, hmm, this is our version of taking care of our friends. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> Making sure they don't choke on their own vomit. <laughs> yes. But see, that's not a weed problem. That's an alcohol problem. That's you don't have that problem, problem with weed. And that is mm-hmm. another reason why I like weed. Because I just feel like all that's all that shit is negated. A lot of times you're You're at those parties. I mean, you're not going to cause that much trouble when you're high. You just want to sit around and watch like cartoons and eat funyuns. Like you're not (laughs) out making trouble because you're too lazy and you're about to go to sleep at any (laughs) moment and you're very hungry. Mm Hmm. So it doesn't give you that like weird energy that being drunk does. Because you, when you're drunk, you just yeah. want to like go and cause trouble. And yeah. I, I'm just thinking of some of those parties where it's a lot of booze, but people are also mm. getting high, and it's it's just the two back and forth. And it's not going to be the weed that's a problem. You're right, but it's still there, and it's like somebody who's been like hitting it pretty hard at both ends all night, they're going to pass out yeah. sooner than the next person. So, and, and yeah. Which is good. I mean, it saves them a lot of, like, opportunities to embarrass themselves if they pass <laughs> the fuck out. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. You know, they're not waving their penis around randomly or something like that. <laughs> right. They're just, just randomly drawn. They're just getting penises happen. drawn on them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it happens to drunk guys a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I was much like the thing with me when in terms of functionability in terms of like being aware of what's going on in in, in my surroundings Tim Capel like when it comes to alcohol I'm Dean Malenko like I can drink as much as I want but I've always I got my technical acumen ar- about me sir <laughs> when, soon as I soon as I you take that it. weed though soon, soon yeah, as I get shooter. Some, Yes, yes, I'm a shooter. I'm a, I'm a, I know a thousand and one. He's the ice man. <laughs> yes. I got a Norman Osborne haircut. <laughs> oh my god! 
As soon as basketball here, as soon as I get Otto, <laughs> I go from Dean Malenko to Baron Corbin. Like I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I'm stumbling around. I'm inefficient. <laughs> inefficient. <laughs> like I can. And here's some. Here's something I probably shouldn't say for all the kids listening because I know that's a big demographic for you, Jenny. It is. Yes. Yeah. Ten year olds are really into this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an I'm an expert, or at least I used to be an expert because I don't do this anymore. But I, I used to be an expert at drunk driving. Oh. But mm-hmm. let me let okay. me take one pump. No judgment. Um, what can I say? Okay. Let me take one pump because because like my senses, my senses, even though they're dulled, they're heightened in some weird weird way. Tim Cable. Um, yeah. Well, there's there's a yeah. Yep. But you're like sort of more we, vigilant, but your yes. your reflexes aren't necessarily there. So I don't know that it's yes. Like, but like with weed, stuff. like one puff of weed and I'm done. Like I, like I'm not getting on the road because I I'm I'm a I'm an accident waiting to happen. Literally. Interesting. Uh, okay. No, I could definitely drive high. Um, <laughs> I've definitely driven drunk way too many times. Like, like. Mm. Like, oof, that was not a good idea. Um, don't remember how I got home, but I drove kind of thing. Mm. But Marcus and I get drove trouble. you home? Yes, I get in trouble for that. He probably should have drove me home that night. That was a fucking <laughs> fucked up night. Um, in so many ways. <laughs> but I definitely am better at high driving than drunk driving. Which is an awful sentence to like even say. <laughs> Pick your poison. Yeah, no. Starship Troopers. That's oh. a good one. Ooh, ooh. Watch yeah. when you're. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a good high movie, but it's not about weed. So it's that. No, no, it's not about weed at yeah. all. It's it's just a good greenhouse movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Musicals like are probably watch, weed movies. I like musicals. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, I can see that translating. Yeah. Oh, um, have you ever watched? And and I, I'm look. I might be taking a chance here, Tim Cable. I might be going off the board. Yeah. Well, you. I've got one for you too. So you hit me <laughs> with with, uh, with yours. I, I think if I'm if I'm going to put money on who's seen it, I'm gonna bet Tim Cable. But I might be completely off okay. the mark here. But have you ever watched The Wiz? Like that's that's a great high movie. Um, not Mine all the way through. Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. That that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, I I'm kind of laughing just at the thought of getting toasted watching the woods. Maybe once you get through all the rock movies, Nate, this can be your next adventure as um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. high musical. <laughs> Another good. Um, I remember this being like a a big stoner, sh- not really big, but one of those cult stoner shows and. The late 90s, maybe sort of early 2000s. Uh, how about some Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? Oh, my Ooh. God, yes. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Adult Swim in general was was amazing. Hi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I guess that uh, was kind of the, the first one that kicked off all the... Yep. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, Boondocks, yeah. Adventure Brothers, oh, all that. Like, that was a season. That was a season, Tim yeah. Cable. <laughs> Yeah. We were in college when we discovered Space Ghost, 
and mm. we were getting high a lot. And <laughs> I dropped out of college soon after that. Because of Space Ghost. <laughs> because of Space Ghost. Because of Space Ghost. <laughs> Blame it on him. And then uh, recent last year, I saw him at a convention. We we sat with a panel of the voice of Space Ghost, and he's an absolute dick. Like, oh no, really? Absolute like cock of a person. Like that's so like so dry and sarcastic. Mm. And he was trying to be like smarter than you, and like you don't even understand my humor. So I'm gonna say this, and it's not gonna make any <laughs> sense. But you're oh, stupid man. because it's funny to me, like uh, that sort of humor. And we were like, mm. okay. And these little children would be trying to ask him questions, and he would just be—he couldn't hear them. Number one, he gave no fucks what they said. Like I can't hear you. Next question. He was mm. a fucking asshole. That's disappointing. Yeah, but he mm. was funny. Um, See, Brack, Brack would have had time for the kids. Brack would have been there. Yeah, yeah, and That's he talked. Right. He talked a lot about his his co actors in that show. But wow! Ooh, uh, Andy, Andy coming in strong. Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes, that Ooh, is a good one. A hundred percent. I wonder if there's a podcast about that. About Mystery Probably. Science Theater three thousand. Yeah. Like reviewing mm. the reviews of the bad movies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it sounds mm. like a concept that somebody's. Mm. Well, the thing is, it's isn't it hard to like? You can't just like go out and buy a DVD of Mystery Science Theater three thousand because the. Well, they've rebooted it recently. They rebooted oh, yeah. it, yeah. The, the re, yeah, the reboots on Netflix, and they do have like some collections of the movies on DVD, some, but some. like there's a lot of them, Tim, that they can't because of the, the the film rights. Right, the rights issues, yeah, because it's yeah. all different kind of films, and you can't just throw them all together. But I will say, so, yeah, it's, that's true. Pluto TV mm. in in this quarantine time. Pluto TV is coming up in the clutch because not only do they have a dedicated channel for American Gladiators, which is everything I never knew I needed, Tim. With Whoa, American yeah. Gladiators twenty four hours a day, which is ridiculous, but they have a channel <laughs> devoted entirely to Mystery Science Theater. So it's like. You don't get to pick oh. what you watch, but it's like 24 hours a day, Mr. Science Theater on Pluto TV for free. That is an even oh, better podcast wow. idea because you have no idea what to expect. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm trademarking that, and don't <laughs> any of you fucks listening do that. <laughs> Talking to you, North South Connection podcast Ooh. feed. Shots, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> well, isn't that how that's how it used to work, man? Right? You turn on the TV, you didn't necessarily know it was on. I mean, yeah, you had the TV guide, yeah. but yeah. you're like, I don't know what I, what Mystery Science Theater I'm gonna be watching. I'm greening out on a Saturday, dude. I'm just gonna sit here and watch this movie <laughs> all day. That's what you do. All right, that's that might have been a thing that happens. Nate, I know you don't do nearly as many podcasts as you could, so. Um. <laughs> I know you're I dying for content, much like myself. Yeah. <laughs> so how does how does it work exactly? So you're going to watch the, the MST3K movie while they're watching it, or are you just going to watch the movie and, and mm. do what they would do? Oh, I don't know. Which is better? Because I mean, if it's it. out there on Pluto, Pluto TV, you've got to do their their actual. 
yeah. uh, uh, show, basically. Right? That's that's so, like some um, inception inception stuff right there. Where you're it is. you're ripping yeah. you're ripping on the riff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like the inception. Tricky though, because it's not like you can hear what they're saying. <laughs> that, right. was bad, then, like, that was a bad. That was a bad by Tom Servo. None of us are going to be as funny as them. So what the fuck are we going to say? Where is the MVP of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> right. I could have. I could have used more Cambot. <laughs> yeah, we would, we would definitely. Have, we would definitely have to talk about the movie. I mean, you can kind of do both, though. You know. <laughs> You could, yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. I like this idea. You have some Joel Mike debates, I'm sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. And there's a, there's a new. I forget what the new guy's name is, but he's he's pretty good. He's all right. Jonah, I think it's Jonah. Jonah Ray. Yeah, right, Jonah Ray. Right. Have you guys watched any of the reboot ones? I started to, and then I realized. I'm 36. I don't think I have the attention span to do this. <laughs> yeah, you watch Melrose Place season one. <laughs> I wow. watched season one Melrose Place. Touche. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it, I guess my point is it, it's kind of a project. Like, you have to really realize, okay, this is what we're doing for the next mm-hmm. two hours minimum, right? Yeah. And there's no point in really... I mean, I guess you can be doing other things, but you sort of want to kind of be able to follow it so that you understand the jokes that they're making. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I watched most of the first episode, which I don't even remember what the movie was, and this reboot. And then it was like, okay, well, I'm really glad this exists. Um, I'll maybe watch it all someday. And then, no. Maybe it would be a good palate cleanser for Breaking Bad. It's really good. Yeah, it probably would be. I haven't watched all of them, but like I've watched a few. And the ones I've watched, it's it's similar because it's like the whole conceit of, of Mystery Science Theater, but it's it's different because you got different people doing it. Uh I watched the I think it was Atlantic Rim, which was like the Pacific Rim knockoff starring Trench from Naughty by Nature. Oh, and mm-hmm. like the, I think there's like every every episode doesn't hit, you know. With it's kind of like the old show, like every episode didn't hit as much as the other ones did, but we didn't we didn't notice it because we didn't have the ability to watch all of them in one sitting. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like the new the new Mystery Science Theater, it's it's good, it's solid, like it's not. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not. Joel or Mike, but I'm I liked him. I'm glad it exists because there's some kid like for me that was one of the shows that kind of got me, and I didn't even know it at the time, but it got my brain thinking about TV and movies in a different way on a different level. Yeah, and so like there's yeah. some twenty yeah. year old kid out there that's watching the new stuff, and that'll spark for him or her. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, along similar lines. Well, not really, but. From the heyday of that show, Jennifer Smith, you and I, being <laughs> the fans we are of Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yes. Uh, he's coming back this week. Uh, he is. Yeah. Fr- uh, yeah. Friday, they're doing a season two of uh, Last Driving. 
Last Dragon. Yep. Last Dragon season two. Yes. (laughs) I'm planning a live watch with a couple of uh, of my friends for my okay uh, from my previous town. So um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, don't know, and this is again—you don't know what the movie's going to be necessarily. Mm. And he'll but drop little it's, hints. It's Joe Bob, so it's always going to be fun. But it's going <laughs> to be good, yeah. And that's that another was like one a where, big thing again, back then because you had a uh, you had Joe Bob. Like I didn't watch, but I I certainly understood the appeal. Uh, you had like the right. uh, uh, I think it was Doctor Mad Blood did a show like that. Elvira, um, Elvira did a show like that. Uh, you had my. My my, I forget. Uh, Paul and Annabelle on TBS dinner and a movie like that was oh, a whole movie. Movie. Yeah. genre of like <laughs> we're gonna watch these movies that you probably wouldn't watch otherwise, but we're gonna smatter the host in between. Rhonda Shear made a whole career Rhonda off Shear. of talking talking about oh, movies that we didn't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't yeah. be watching so- Vice Academy if it wasn't on USA up all night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I did. Thank you, Rhonda. <laughs> Yeah, it's a concept that just doesn't really exist anymore, and it's it's a shame. Well, it's I mean, it does in podcast form, though. I, I mm. know, I know. Spinguli, I mean, he's still doing his thing. Yes, yeah, Spinguli, that's another one. Mm-hmm. There were some terrible movies, though. Like Phoenix, I'm, it's all coming back to me now, Tim Cable. I'm like Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> wow, Phoenix the Warrior <laughs> was this movie, if you can call it that. That was just like about this blonde, vexing white woman, Jennifer Smith. That, that was it was like the female version of Conan the Barbarian, where like it's set in medieval times or uh, uh, pre- prehistoric times, and she gets sold into slavery, and she's got to fight her way out through the gladiator arena. And each level is her fighting a different woman in various states of undress and i'm like this, how did i miss this show this wow. is barely a movie but i'm still watching ronda sheer <laughs> so i'm looking it up now you got phoenix the warrior is called yeah. she wolves of the wasteland apparently oh and we we got it marketed repackaged as phoenix the warrior mm. post-apocalyptic film 1988 coming at you <laughs> on the next freak out drive-in <laughs> I, I will, I I will see watch that, that with you, Jennifer Smith. But that's a horror movie I'm down for. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna book you. You're gonna have to watch it on VHS. I feel. Like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way this is streaming anywhere. Well, well there's a DVD. Of course, it's <laughs> out of print. Is it on Amazon Prime? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me go to JustWatch.com. See if this is streaming. Oh. I will look it up under both titles. Tim, Tim's like very accomplished with the dark web, so I'm mm. sure he'll find it for us. <laughs> <laughs> or the DVDs on Scott's shelf. Apparently, or it could be. All right, Phoenix the Warrior. We've got. Oh my God, you guys! It is on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, that's amazing. It's called Phoenix the Warrior. I'm watching that tonight. (laughs) I'm booking you um, for for that. Yes, I I will gladly. Yes, I will gladly do this episode with you, Jennifer Smith. All right. When does that ever work out? When when you're talking about a movie, you're like, let's see if it's streaming. 
Never is. It's, it's <laughs> it, has a three, it has a 3.8 on IMDb. <laughs> that's, that's that, is, that is absurd, <laughs> IMDb. You lost all credibility here. Two and a half stars. Amazon. <laughs> One of them five stars, though. Phoenix the Warrior. Oh my goodness! Look, That's gonna be you, my see, you see the babe. cover art, Tim? You see the cover art? Uh, yeah. I saw the cover art. Yeah. Oh my goodness! No wonder you like vexing white women so much. It's vexing. It's definitely vexing. <laughs> yes, I, I had no idea how much. Rhonda Shear and Phoenix the Warrior shaped yeah, my yeah. sexual preferences. <laughs> mm. Those machine guns really get you off. Yes. Oh, there's a scene with like one of them's got a trident and a net. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is weird, but I can't turn away, Tim Capel. I can't, I can't turn away from the screen. <laughs> so here's what one of the one-star reviews on Amazon says right now. Subject. It's so bad. Seriously bad. It's so bad. It's not bad enough to be funny, but it's bad enough that it's unwatchable. It's really, really bad. This is Prime that was frozen, defrosted, forgotten in the fridge, and then plated in hopes that no one would notice. Oh, That's the extent of review. That's beautiful. That only encourages me to watch it more. I would read the five-star review, but it's really long. No, fuck that. Someone's Phoenix very the into this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's two five-star reviews. Yeah. As someone who has produced unlistenable content before, I think I, <laughs> on I, a I, regular I, basis, uh, like <laughs> weekly, like multi times a week. There's a um, lot of five-star reviews, you guys. <laughs> but somehow, I'm, I'm it guessing only like none of it is based on cinematic. Uh, yeah, they're acumen. all high. They're all high. Yeah. They're all high and horny. <laughs> all of the reviews Somehow, are on April 20th. Only achieved a 2.7 out of 5 total. Composite. <laughs> that is wow. still way too high. That's way too high for this movie. <laughs> well, these I people were way too high when they watched it. <laughs> oh, Phoenix mm. the Warrior. Oh, here's, here's a great five-star review. I remember when this movie was runner-up to Brain Man in 1988 for Best Picture. <laughs> <Nevertheless>, <laughs> Wait, what? That's what it says. Oh, I remember when... And I got the year right. I mean, uh, nevertheless, 30-plus years later, it stands the test of time. Five stars. Does it... You're definitely uh-huh. high, dude. To look up the uh, the Academy Awards there. And- <sighs> Nobody knows the, the runner-up to the Academy Award. Maybe he was talking about the Golden Globes. You know, those can get a little bit uh, more friendly. Yeah, I, I feel like this episode's going to make me really <laughs> sad, though. Jennifer, like, I feel Why? like this episode's going to make me sad because, like, half of these... Hot, scantily clad 80s women are probably dead. Uh, well, because well, <laughs> they lived a hard life with cocaine. Somebody sn- slipped cocaine in their weed. We watch a lot of old wrestling. We're used to this <laughs> of half the people we're watching her dead. Yeah, you tell me, you're telling me Mohawk is dead. She was my favorite warrior. It's like watching WrestleMania 9. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're resilient. Yes. 
I like WrestleMania 9, but yes, half of those people are dead. <laughs> okay, well, looks like the, the star of the film is still alive. Oh, nope, sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. Great, great work, Tim <laughs> Died over 20 years ago. Oh, Lord. Damn. Persis Kambata, Kambata died in 1988. Seems uh, really young then. Uh, oh, uh, coronary bypass surgery. Oh, uh, Died of a massive heart attack on August 18th, age 49. Wow. Right. Um, well, we're... Um, that that's one out. Okay, Phoenix. Let's see if she's still alive. Uh, appears <laughs> to still be alive. What if, what about Mohawk? That's my favorite. <laughs> um, well, see, the problem is you get to where a lot of these names don't have links uh, <laughs> after the first two. Because they just the did this one movie. Yeah, the only movie they've done. Oh, oh, you you'll love the the shoot name, the Mohawk played by someone called Dusty Woods. <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't have I can't tell you anything about her. I, there's nothing to click. So Yeah, Mohawk, she was like the tough one. She was like the, the bad girl, Jennifer Smith. Ooh, uh, the bad girl. I, I know how you like those. detail. Yeah. Yeah, like this, it's all coming back to me. Like this, Phoenix, she was the hero. She had like a little, it was like proto Xena because like you had the hero with their little sidekick that may or may not have been in a romantic relationship. Like Phoenix had a little yeah. sidekick mm-hmm. that was with her, and then you had Mohawk. She was the bad girl, and then it was like random hench women that was on Mohawk's side. Yeah. It was probably like a sorceress because every movie back then had to have a sorceress. <laughs> oh, and there was one man. There was one guy. Yes, there was one guy in the movie who like survived the apocalypse, and he's he's like uh, a bargaining chip between the warring factions. Oh my god! And it, and it wouldn't surprise me if the director or whoever wrote this movie is that and guy. <laughs> like, it wouldn't surprise me if that guy wrote the movie. He's like, I'll have all these women fighting over me, Steve Steve Jenkins. <laughs> Watch Joe Bob Riggs show that this Friday. Oh, God. That would be, <laughs> That'll be one of his movies. That is weird how this... It's a 420 miracle how this all just coalesced. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Around Phoenix the Warrior. <laughs> I knew something amazing was going to happen tonight. I just didn't know it would be this. <laughs> was Xena was Zena Warrior Princess a, a weed show? Did people uh, no. get high and watch that? Probably not. Yeah. I like Xena. That was, that was a good show. I like Xena, but not really a high show. How about the syndicated classic Baywatch, which, as you know, I'm a mm. tremendous fan of, Jenny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Baywatch nights. <laughs> maybe not at the time, but maybe now, if yeah. you're like binging it for. It's like whatever. I said. I mean, I don't know. I never knew anyone who admitted to watching. Baywatch when it was actually on, or mm-hmm. now that it's not, for that matter. Um, <laughs> but somebody had to. I mean, it was it's on for like pleasure, a I think, probably for a lot of people. I mean, the Rock did the remake, year. right? So. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, got did. that movie. We haven't gotten to that on Rocky My View Picture Show yet. Oh, you yeah, have mm-hmm. 
Thinking of all these Gen Xers sitting around in 1994 going, oh, man, you see Baywatch today. Is this not a conversation that took place? Only watch Baywatch when Kevin Sullivan is on. That's right. (laughs) Great episode with their cancer subplot. (laughs) 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 Poor Stephanie has melanoma. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan, Ric Flair, and no. Peter are going to buy the rec center <laughs> and turn it into condos. Oh, no. <laughs> That's literally the episode. <laughs> no, the can- no, look, the cancer storyline is the B plot. That's, <laughs> the- <laughs> that- That's in the background. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, that might be a future talk and pop episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that nonsense. Oh, it's been covered. Uh, uh, our good buddies, uh, Justin, was that a um, letter? I think that was a letter from Center Stage, the dearly departed. Yes, apparently. From Center yeah. Stage. Yeah. They, they well, turn, I mean, nobody's I, ever heard of that podcast, so me and you well. should probably do it, Tim. Okay. Oh my um, goodness. I, I, look, I just had to pull it up while while uh while we were reminiscing on Baywatch. I had to pull it up to make sure that you weren't selling me a, a, a bill of goods, Tim Capel. And I'm looking <laughs> oh, right no, now. I would my, never I'm looking at my television set and I see Phoenix the Warrior in all its glory. <laughs> yeah. Big hair, big guns, big personality, and a serious lack of wardrobe. <laughs> That's how you sell mm-hmm. a picture, Jennifer Smith. <laughs> Big Tate's, as Harrison yes. Yamato would say. <laughs> and add to watch list. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh where your weakness for vexing white women comes in. Uh, yes, this is the origin story. It is. Between, and, and it the, didn't help that Rhonda Shear was like in all the interstitials. Mm-hmm. Just. Ron is oh, shearing it up. <laughs> shearing it up. <laughs> she had her eye on um, Lex Luger, apparently, going into WrestleMania 10. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was very excited to meet him. Uh, she was a crossover. Like, Shawn Michaels, I think, was on an episode of Up All Night once. Really? Tim yeah, and Sherry Martell, if I remember right. Well, Jericho is going to be on um, Joe Bob's. The oh last yeah, Friday, he's gonna, best Friday, host, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. gonna be a guest host. I was uh, that popped me honestly. I like Jericho, and I think that will be quite the pairing. I just, I wonder if it gives us any clues as to what they're gonna watch. Having Chris Ooh, Jericho, I don't know. I think we should. I think we should uh, crowdsource that one. Mm. I don't know. Maybe something with Jesse Ventura in it or Piper. Didn't Piper do a, a horror movie? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, could they be doing They Live? That they live. Yeah, yeah, they live. In his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't Kurt Angle do like a zombie movie, a wrestling zombie movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's called His Life Every Day. AEW oh. Revolution. Yes, thank you, Sean. <laughs> that was a horror. <laughs> Yes, Hell Comes to Frogtown. That was a good one. 
Uh huh. Uh-huh. Really? Was it? Who was in that? No, I, I, like, I just went into Dave Chappelle's Samuel Jackson mode. Like, Juice, that was a good one. <laughs> it's the type of movie that he was. See no yeah, evil. Well, Is that a Piper one as well? I uh, see. No, see no, no evil. No. Kane. Kane. May nineteenth. They built a whole uh, angle of, around that Jennifer Smith for May 19th, mm-hmm. which is oh why that God. date, to this day, Tim Cable, I can't go past May 19th without thinking about the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. And it's the fake cane that attacked real cane. And then they, they <laughs> tried to do a feud, I guess, but then the movie didn't do anything. So I don't know. That was very embarrassing. How comes to Frogtown? Yeah, that could, I mean, it's not good, but it's the type of movie he would show on that. Mm. Mm -hmm. But they Ray Mysterio did like a luchador, like a Mexican zombie movie once. Mm. Rock hasn't done any horror films, has he? Uh, Depends on your definition. (laughs) I mean, they're all horrific to me. I mean, other than Doom, like Doom is legitimately the worst thing Dwayne Johnson's ever been a part of. Mm. Yeah, I forget. I always forget about Doom. I I would consider the uh, body horror of Jumanji to be kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) And how you feel about body horror? (laughs) Two of these. Two of these damn things with these body swaps, and it, it sounds pretty <laughs> horrific. <laughs> I mean, unless you're getting Rock or Nick Jonas, you're sort of... Mm. Or Karen Gillian. Thank you very uh, much. Okay, That's why she is I in mean, those movies. Yeah, she that is. That invites a lot of questions. You're doing gender and, and body swapping, mm. and it's just, it's very uncomfortable. That's a solid cast, though. Uh, Karen, Rock, Kevin Hart, Jack Black. That's solid. It's weird, but not unpleasant. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wasn't Danny DeVito in one of them? Yeah, he was in part two. Him and uh, Danny Glover. That's awesome. (laughs) Just random. swap. Yeah. I think the Rock... Which body would you rather end up in? DeVito or... Glover. Um, I mean, you got a good Danny Glover. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, if you're Devito, you get that sweet, sweet. Danny Devito doesn't want Danny. Danny <laughs> Devito does not want Danny Devito's body. I mean, you know, real Perlman aside, you got to go Glover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glover, so I can coach angels in the outfield. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Tremendous. Or you can go on a on a binge with Gibson, Lethal Weapon, <laughs> or die on the toilet. Was didn't he get? Doesn't he get stuck on the toilet? That, that, was that four or no. three when that happened? No, <laughs> that was part two, I believe. Ah. <laughs> yeah, there was like a bomb in the house, and he was stuck in the toilet. The toilet. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like a whole thing. Yeah. I think it was two. I mean, it wasn't one, and it wasn't three. It it must have been two. Yeah. Mm. I need to revisit that series too. The Lethal Weapon. 
franchise. <laughs> See how that's held up. The Mel Gibson cinematic universe. Depends on the how Mel you feel Gibson. about Mel Gibson, I feel like. It, because, it really does. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people, um, you know, have like complicated, complex feelings about Mel Gibson because mm. of reasons and things. Like Kevin Spacey reasons, but different. Mm. More racist. Less sexy. <laughs> less, less sexy. Less sexy. That's a little bit more sexy. It's like uh, me and Tim's intense conversation the other night about the, the King of Pop. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we There's definitely no weren't enhanced answers. at all for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> There's no easy answers. <laughs> no. It's impossible to know. It's impossible to say. All right. <laughs> We're coming up on two hours of this, so... Um... Uh, any, any final thoughts on this uh, 420? Was it was it time well spent? Mm. Mm, you know what they say, Jennifer Smith. It was, mm. was by me. Mm. Time's never wasted when you're getting wasted. I agree. That's go. my motto. Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> we'll bury you right next to Precious Kimbata. Rest in peace. <laughs> Oh, it's been a great Hitler's birthday, you guys. <laughs> Somebody had to make that terrible, obvious joke. Uh, Don't you remember, like, the, the edgelordy kids saying shit like that in high school? Oh, yeah. Well, it's actually Hitler's birthday. Like, that meant anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like my son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's probably listening. He's probably listening right now. Yeah, he asked he's me earlier notes. today. He's notes right now. He was like, "It'd be so cool if we could listen to your podcast." I'm like, "I mean, you can, but I would not recommend that at all." Isn't that a vote of confidence? Your your son thinks you're cool and wants to listen to your podcast. <laughs> I mean, kinda, but also he's very lazy and he's not going to do that. So, <laughs> well, I guess you'll find uh, out soon enough. Yeah, I imagine him like an executive, like he's a middle management. He's just waiting for you with notes. Okay, mother, here's what I thought. Yeah. He will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll critique me for sure. <laughs> you got to tighten up that here's first hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will get notes for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, felt, I felt Nate's rabbit story was a little rambly, didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Just fries everybody. I'll just make them listen to this episode. <laughs> I told him what it was about. I said, he was like, are you doing a pod tonight? I was like, yeah. It's like, what's it about? Well, it's about this thing called 420. You know what that is? Yeah, it's about weed, ain't it? Yep, sure is. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. No questions then. That was easy. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. Don't worry. <laughs> Ten-year-old son yeah. well i mean you, you got a lot of gamers too a lot of adult gamers i mean people adults are used to getting their asses handed to them by 10 year olds so it's <laughs> it's just it's just a normalized thing now. True. yeah uh every day uh timothy tim capel mm. is there anything mm -hmm. that you would like to plug while you're here not really. I'm good. All right. Well, <laughs> Just me listen to listen to the Jenny Position podcast and a lot of great content there. A lot of 
shows <laughs> that you do, that I do with you, that you do with other guests, and it's it's a real cornucopia, and mm. it's delightful. Mm. Um, I have a Twitter. It's at Psych68CYKE68 if you want to follow me. That's probably the long and short of it. How about you, Nate Milton? Well, Jennifer Smith, uh, folks can mm. follow me at in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K, at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, got the Kings of Sport, new episode coming out this week. Marcus and myself, uh, we were starting a series where we're reviewing the uh, Michael Jordan. Season one, Melrose Place? Well, we're doing that, we're doing that later uh, uh, to see how Dennis Rodman fits into the whole equation. He's, he's, the, okay. he's the fulcrum, which this all, whole thing balances on. Uh, He's going to get vexed by a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and a couple of white men as well. Yes. <laughs> shout, shout out to the worm. <laughs> you, right. Do you, Dennis. Do you. Uh, but we are, we're, we're doing a review about the uh, Chicago Bulls documentary, uh, The Last Dance, which I think six million people watched on Sunday night, which is crazy. Uh, so, like, uh, it's it's something that a lot of people are interested in because there's nothing else on if you're into sports right now. So we're going to be doing this for the next month, uh, reviewing that. Uh, check that out at Kings of Sport. We got a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Post-wrestling, got the Rocky Mountain via picture show. And uh, this week we dropped a new shirt. So uh, check it out. Uh, you can get your shirt at store.postwrestling.com. It'll be, it'll be there until Rock either... Uh, buys it from us or sues us for defamation. Hey. <laughs> it's gimmick infringement, brother. Uh, <laughs> Exposure either way, man. Either way. So, yeah, yeah, you get you, get you a Rocky Mile via picture shirt while they last. Uh, trying to think what else. Uh, Black Lightning Podcast, we're on hiatus, but we might do some some special reviews here in, in, in the midterm, in the interim. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you know, uh, had fun as always, Jennifer and Tim. Uh, and yeah, everybody out there listening, hope you had a happy and safe day. Continue to be safe. Continue to social distance. But make sure more than anything else, we as a nation, the one thing that can help us come together, go to Amazon TV tonight, Amazon Prime, <laughs> and get, get that hotness, that Phoenix the Warrior for only $3 in Phoenix HD. That's, a, that's not No, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it if, you, if you've got Prime. Oh, no prime. Yeah. That's even better. If you got that's, prime, man. Mm. I think even it's better. Too. Yeah. Ooh, Phoenix oh, the Warrior. Man. That's not just a deal. That's a steal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and look yeah. for the upcoming freak out drive in. <laughs> that is. Okay. I, that, I'm just picturing now. Uh, on a train wreck, Jenny. That I'm just telling you now. Great. Don't worry. It's going to be great. God. Be on TV. I'll be on THC. We're going to be watching some TITs. You broke us. No, no, no. Listen, we're going to have a. We're going to review uh, not season one, season three, Melrose Place with uh, Dennis Rodman as, as Matt's boyfriend for three episodes. 
we're gonna let's uh, look at that arc. Yes, let's see how the worm performed. <laughs> Look, his boyfriends didn't last long. You know, this is the '90s. You know, we couldn't. Yes, we couldn't have nice things or or Dennis Rodman in these kind of. <laughs> I had this nice transition with like I plugged all my shows and I was very articulate and all that happened in my head and now it's all gone. So. <laughs> mm. Oh, you're welcome. So the only thing else <laughs> went up in smoke. It did. <laughs> T.I.T. <laughs> it's buried. It's buried at the bottom of a stop sign on the side of it. Just imagine oh, that. Yes. Very, very eloquently told you about all my shows <laughs> and how great they are. Um, they are here at the Jenny Position. I'm on Twitter at Jenny Position and on Facebook. Um, we'll have a Geek and Sassy this week and um, a Free Cal Driving as well. And on the Place Me Nation Wrestling feed, I have a couple shows. Place, um, uh, PTB NXT uh, <laughs> number four, and also Jenny and the Gems coming up too. Um, so that's it. Thank you guys for talking to me on this 420. It was the highlight of my day for sure. Highlight, get it? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right, Jenny out. <laughs> Be like stimulation to the female gender. Ain't nothing better. Let me know when it's to enter. If not, I wait because the future of the world depends on if or if not the child we raise gonna have that syndrome. I will it know to beat the arms regardless of its skin tone. I will it feel that if in tune it just might get picked on. I will it give a about what others say and get gone. The alienators cause we different. Keep your hand to the sky like sounds of blackness when I practice what I preach and don't lie. I be the baker and the maker of the piece of my pie. Now break a break a tenfold. Can I get some reply? Now everybody say. And wave them like they just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all the pimps, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, yeah, girl. Now throw your hands in the air. And wave them like they just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all the pimps, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, yeah. Every day I sit while my in school, thinking about the second album at the dungeon, shooting pool like ES to the PN, cause we just to the B in the zone, honey I'm home, but I'm not married, carried a lot of problems around, being frustrated, and now I'm sitting at the end of the month, I just made it like you made the B team, and like your daddy's wife, you making a call, you heard the H-E-L-E, and so back the hell up off, softly as if I played piano in the dark, found a way to channel my anger, not to involve, the world's a stage and everybody got to play their part, God works in mysterious ways, so when he starts the job of speaking through us, we be so sincere with this here. No drugs or alcohol so I can get the signal clear as day. Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon that never runs out of ammunition so I'm ready for war, okay? Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care.